And I'm Sam. For today's broadcast, we'll check out the latest in Pokemon news, power up our final Mega Evolve segment, investigate our weeks in Pokemon, spotlight a Pokemon with truly frightening power, and ask another burning question of the week. So sit back, relax, and give your Radio Rotome what it wants. And welcome back, guys. It's been a couple weeks here. Uh... And it's especially been a big week for one of us, I know. But before we get into that one, I uh, just wanted to say that it is a beautiful day out right now. I'm super glad that it is going to be a recording day. And yeah, no, I'm... I don't know. Today has been just pretty awesome so far. And... I'm super looking forward to Pokemon League this afternoon, because I will not be hosting a tournament this afternoon. Sam gets a break? I do. I I get a reprieve. (laughs) It's not a break, it's a reprieve. I I temporarily stayed my own execution there. So, um, Darren, what have you been up to so far for Pokemon in the last couple weeks? Well, I have been working on a new deck idea with a couple other people who have been on the podcast, uh, David and Mitch. The three of us have been kind of toying with uh, a Flareon Garbodor deck uh, that I'm probably going to use in the League Challenge uh, in a couple weeks. Or Is there one next week, too? There is. All right, so I'll probably use it in that one, but... um. It's a it's challenging. I've never played a deck like it. There's a lot of Pokemon in it. Flareon is a weird deck. Uh, other than that, I've been playing a little bit through Y again. Uh, I think I'm at the Tower of Mastery. So, okay. not very far into it, but... Have you played X, or is this your first yeah. playthrough? Okay, okay. Yep, I just wanted to get through Y um, so I can get the rest of those Mega Stones. I've just been putting it off for so long. <laughs> yeah, that's understandable. Other than that, uh, it's been a pretty lackluster Pokemon couple weeks for me. I've I've really been into this Flareon thing, though. Well, that's good. So, Josh, what have you been up to? I know this last week was a huge week for you, and that's why we kind of took the week off for it. 
Yeah, I wish I could have recorded, but, you know, 14-plus-hour days at the Pokemon National Tournament kind of leaves zero time for recording. Indeed. But, yes, I was at Pokemon Nationals, and it was amazing in every way, shape, and form. Um, I brought ten other people up there from the Corpus area with me. And it was really good for the group as a whole. Uh, most of my league members had a positive record with at least five and four. Mm-hmm. So that was really, really cool um, to be able to, you know, have people placing in, you know, the top 100, the top 75 with, I can't even remember how many masters there were. And uh, one of our juniors came up, uh, Ray Ray. And he had a really rough go at it. One of his fights, um, I was judging at the time, so I did actually see a little bit of his fight. And he missed two rock slides in a row against the Charizard Y. Yeah, so that was rough. And he ended up losing that fight, and that was the girl that took second in the tournament. Okay. Yeah, so he had a rough go of it. He ended up coming in 28th, though, which is amazing. Mm Mm-hmm. 28th in the nation, and uh, he's going to be coming up to last chance qualifiers next month. Very cool. Yeah, he'll still be working his way into Worlds. Um, So yeah, my group did really well. I had an incredible time staffing the event. Um, It was really cool because at the beginning of the weekend, you know, I didn't know anybody. Nobody really knew me except for uh, Christine up in Dallas. And she hooked me up with everybody, and I was talking to some people about maybe working worlds, and they were just like, you know, we've got a lot of staff or a lot of volunteers that come on. So basically they said no. You know, there wouldn't really be a spot for me. Mm -hmm. And then by the end of the weekend when I checked out, they asked me to come. Good. To work worlds. So, yeah, I must have done something right. I must have impressed the right person. So, yeah, I will actually be going up to work worlds as well. And I'm in the process of writing a report about nationals. It's taken a little bit longer than I had meant to, but uh, for Pokemon Crossroads. Okay, very cool. I will have a report up there, hopefully, in the next couple days here. And outside of nationals, just Pokemon League this week. I've still been working on that stupid Zapdos. And now I'm, you know, continuing breeding for shiny mudkips. Because I need all of the shiny mudkips ever. (laughs) Yeah. That's about it for me. So what about yourself, Sam? Well, I talked over a couple of programs that I would like to host at Pokemon League here in the next couple of weeks. Uh, in In, yeah, two weeks... We'll be having a mono grass or mono fire and colorless uh, trading card game trading card game tournament, and uh, that'll be really interesting. Uh, just no EXs and no hypnotoxic lasers, and your Pokemon can only be colorless or fire, but otherwise everything else goes. Uh, black and white base set up for anybody who is interested. Uh, we we're also going to have three weeks from now a tournament that was for the video game that was all Fire-type Pokemon. It would be single battle, and you could use basically whatever Pokemon you wanted, as long as it was a Fire-type and it wasn't a Legendary Pokemon. 
And there were some people who were a little upset about that, but I was like, well, you know, it's Moltres and Reshiram and Heatran, and, you know, that's about it. Maybe Entei if you were f- feeling like living dangerously. So I want to use my Vulcanian card, though. <laughs> so we had that going on. I also spoke to the public library up here, and after a little conversation with them, the initial idea of maybe holding a Pokemon program there with, you know, registration of about 20 people or so eventually bloomed into the idea of maybe holding a Pokemon Day there where I could rent out several of the large uh, uh, meeting rooms to be able to play movies in and just have little side areas where people could learn how to play the trading card game and maybe a big distribution event where we passed out a lot of Pokemon to the people who showed up. So it's looking like it's going to be a pretty awesome thing to do there. Mm Mm-hmm. And the impetus for that came from, you know, I've I've been thinking about it for a while, but I went into the library to start shelving material the other day, and I noticed that all of the two or three dozen or so volumes of the Pokemon manga were gone. And I just looked at that and was like, hmm. So somebody cleaned out all of Pokemon Adventures, Pokemon Adventures Heart Gold and Soul Silver, Pokemon Adventures Platinum and Diamond, all of, you know, the Ruby and Sapphire, pretty much all of the black and white. It was just all gone. And nobody knew where it all went. They were just like, we we have no idea. Somebody checked it all out and we don't even know who it was. So, <laughs> so that was interesting. And I was also going to be speaking to GameStop again to see if they would be willing to do some pre-release events for Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire, like they did with X and Y. Awesome. And I think with the showing that the Fargo area had for both of its GameStops for X and Y will be a major motivating factor in them trying to get something going along for this year as well. And I think this time around, knowing what I did last time, I'll do a couple things differently for sure. Probably pass out more Pokemon that we breed up to people who will be there. Maybe we'll hook them up with Dittos. That would be a pretty awesome thing to pass out to people. Mm -hmm. And maybe have another tournament this time around. Uh, This time we'll have everybody make sure that if they're going to participate, their DSs are fully charged, and that they all understand the rules quite thoroughly. And the last bit of news that I have is that I was invited to participate in a tournament that a podcast was going to be hosting. Sweet. Yes. Which podcast? What tournament? Uh, It would be the EXP Share and it's their online invitational. Uh, the invite was extended to uh, Pokemon webmasters, bloggers, YouTubers, tweeters, live streamers, etc. And the uh, format of the battle would be VGC 2014. The venue would be on Pokemon Showdown. And I submitted my registration for it yesterday, and they will be starting 
Swiss pairings of the tournament starting just tomorrow. So I'll be paired up with somebody to battle with, and then we'll kind of continue on through the various rounds of Swiss pairings until the finals, which should be sometime around uh, August 18th. So Holy jeez, that's a long tournament. Yep. So I was pretty excited that they wanted me to participate in that one. So. Mm-hmm. so yeah, I'll be letting people know all about that one. I've come up with a couple modifications to a team that I would like to use, so we'll see how it goes, and I'll be letting the uh, listeners here know how I've been doing, and maybe not what team I'm using until everything is all said and done, but no, it'll be it'll be good. So Yeah, that sounds awesome. Sounds really exciting. Heck yes. Alright, well, that's everything I have here, so I do believe we will move on to our two weeks of news. And welcome to the news desk, everybody. We are actually going to start off our news week with one underground announcement. Uh, The announcement being that voting is continuing for our double team and double draw segments. You can vote for your choices on the Facebook group, on the D20 radio forums, or by tweeting a vote to at Radio Rotom. Remember, only one vote for a Pokemon and a card each. And the round's voting, again, is continuing for Mega Venusaur EX, Melodic, and the Plasma Badge for the TCG, and Politoed, Scizor, and Toxicroak for the VG. As of this week, I believe that Plasma Badge has six votes, which is leading over Mega Venusaur, which had two, I believe, and Melodic, which only had one. And then I believe Toxicroak was also kind of dominating the field here with 12 votes, as opposed to Politoed's 7, and I think Scissor had a total of 5. That's still a lot of votes. A lot of people elected to choose a Pokemon or a card that they wanted, but yeah, Toxicroak totally took it away from Politoed. Sad face. (laughs) You would have a sad face over this. Darren. I do. You can't see it, but it's frowny. Oh, believe me, I can feel the frowny face. <laughs> I can. We also had a little bit of news from Kent here. He was participating in the Eevee Friendly, and he said that uh, he's. I think he's finally found his... Uh, oh, what's the right word for it? He's found his groove to go into this tournament with. Apparently, he's been doing okay. He found out a decent strategy to use his Pokemon, and that's exciting. That is good. Um, Which, well, Josh, you know some of his Pokemon because you supplied him with some of the Eeveelutions, but I know he was using Umbreon, and I think he said Espeon, uh, Jolteon, uh, Flareon for sure, and I... Mm -hmm. Last two of them. I'm. I want to say. Did he use a Vaporeon? I don't think he did. Yep. Oh, he Vaporeon did use a Vaporeon. And Sylveon. And Sylveon, yes. Yep. Because that and pixelate. Yes, that pixelate. And funny thing about that pixelate is 
you were on the call when we were talking about it. What was his big hitting attack that he was going to put on it? Hyperbeam. Hyperbeam. You know what he didn't do? Put hyperbeam on it. You know what he did do? Uh, put return on it. He left tackle on it oh. in place of hyperbeam. <laughs> Oh, no. <laughs> he texted me right after he locked his battle box, and he's like, oh, no. <sighs> I know, I know. That is... Oh, boy. That is, um... Yeah, I think, there aren't words, Sam. <laughs> I, I think we did a show one time about tournament preparedness, and I don't think he followed through quite as well on that one as could have hoped. He followed through on Ralts very, very well. You know, he he caught himself on a lot of things before he got too disappointed when he was actually making this team, but I think it might be another time to bring back the tournament preparedness episode. Uh, I think that Kent Fisk used fly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Kent. We love you, Kent. <laughs> oh, well, we, we wish you the best of luck, Kent. Uh, Hope you do well on the rest of uh, EV Friendly. Yeah. Moving on to some Omega Ruby Alpha Sapphire news. There was a new Mega Pokemon announced, and it's a good one, folks. Mega Metagross. Oh, my God. Oh, I thought you thanks. said it was going to be a good one. I'm just oh, kidding. Oh, 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 Sam, do not make me come up here. <laughs> Sam, make him come up here. Oh, I will. Make you come up here, and then you'll never leave. Honestly, that would be the plan, yes. <laughs> but I am super stoked for Metagross getting a, a Mega. Mm-hmm. He was already sickly powerful, and now... Oh, what's the rumor, Josh? Well, the rumor, I have a friend of a friend who is from Japan and posted on a Facebook group that I am in that his ability is listed on the um, Coral Coral magazine, and that his ability is supposedly going to be Tough Claws. So that 50% to all contact moves is holy Hannah amazing. Wow. Yeah. If that's really a thing, wow. But again, that is super unconfirmed. Super unconfirmed, yes. Yes, this is just a friend who, you know, speaks Japanese and said that that's the case. He might just be trying to pull everybody's chain. I think Which, it's Levitate. <laughs> if it were Levitate, that would be even better. Yeah. I think it'd be pretty cool. Levitate slash Thick Fat. Both of them, same thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's a mega, why not? I thought it looked pretty cool, and then I saw the fact that Stephen Stone was standing right beside it. And that picture alone is the best Pokemon picture I've seen in a very long time. Mm -hmm. So, just Stephen Stone, yeah, I can Mega Evolve my Metagross, what of it? Yeah, yeah. Stephen Stone does what Stephen Stone wants. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, just with with Diantha, you were just like, yeah, I, I can see where you would mega evolve your guy. You know, that's that's legit. But then Steven Stone mega evolves, and it's just like, you know, if you didn't mega evolve your Metagross, I would be disappointed. Yep. So disappointed. Yeah. 
I had a lot of people down here at my league that were like, oh, well, he has an Agron, you know, he'll probably just Mega Evolve that. I was like, no, it's going to be Metagross, and that is all there is to it. Yep. And I am happy that I was right, because he has. And the design, too, for Mega Metagross is just amazing. Indeed. So, we also had a couple other things that, if you recall back a ways, we had a question of the week where it was what we wanted to see most out of Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire, and two of the things that we both kind of talked about were the contests and the secret bases. And guess what happened? Contests and secret bases. Yes! Oh, man, and the Secret Bases leaks look amazing. Oh, my gosh, yes. They're going to be fantastic. I teared up a little bit. I'm so excited to make my Mr. Mime Secret Base. (laughs) And invite Ben over all the time. That's awful. (laughs) You can't can't walk three steps without having to fight a trainer with six Mr. Mime. (laughs) That, uh... I'm I'm just picturing that right now, and the only thing that's going through my mind is that uh, JPEG of, I think it's him and Mojo Jojo weeping tears, and just like, that's the most evil thing I've ever heard of. And (laughs) that's exactly what I'm picturing right now, so good job. That's going to be fantastic. Yeah, the secret bases are looking amazing, and my league already has so many plans for uh, gym challenges and... We're we're getting super excited for it down here, that's for sure. This would make Mac incredibly happy. <laughs> he gets his own gym. He gets his yeah. own gym. This makes this just this is the best way to do that ever. Yeah. This might also be actually really good for the Elite Four tournament too. I was thinking that, but what I think like what we've talked about down here is doing the gym challenge, so, like, what we'll do is, I mentioned this to you and Kent the other night, you know, is try to have people from around the country or around the world as our gym leaders, and then they have to beat all four of them, and then they, you know, just fight the, or, they, yeah, they fight the gyms, and then they fight the E4 at League, but you could definitely do the E4 through this as well. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, there are so many options that we can work with this. It's just going to be incredible. Oh, yeah. So, we also had a Pokedex that was apparently inspired in design by the Game Boy Advance. Which also looks brilliant. (laughs) Yeah. And, you know, I've, I've appreciated the futuristic Pokedexes that they've distributed, you know, in the games so far. You know, they look really, really good. But just getting back to that, like handheld sort of brick-like Pokedex is also really cool. Mm-hmm. Still a fan of that original Gen 1 Pokedex design. I still think it's the best, personally. I like it. I owned one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, one other thing is that Pokemon and me is definitely back. Uh, so that's great for for fans of uh, cutifying your Pokemon, even if they're destroyers of the world. <laughs> yeah. You know, that's Sylveon. That tackling Sylveon. You need, <laughs> you need the Pokemon of me to get your tackling Sylveon out there. Well, at least he'll have Pixelite. <laughs> yes. But at least he'll have Pixelite. 
Oh, man, doing that, you know, 13 extra damage. <laughs> Got that base 53 physical attack coming off of your special attacker. I love it. Uh, yeah, I love right. it. Unstoppable. Unstoppable. Uh, but, oh. Yeah, we also had a couple of uh, announcements from Japan. Apparently they have gotten some really fantastic new Pokemon for download, and it was on three different events going on roughly at the same time, which is also super cool. Uh, the first one was that the Pokeball Vavilion pattern is now available at all Pokemon centers in Japan from August 1st through August 31st. So, that'll be great. You know, I... Especially for all those who are looking to trade pavilion patterns. Yeah, and the nice thing about it too, you know, is that Japan got three new downloadable Pokemon, and you never hear of Japan getting any cool events. So it's really nice for them to. Oh, that's right, they get all of the events ever. Yep. I bet. Japan, why do you hoard events? Arg. Share. I'm sad. Zog. Upset about all these events not being here, or me not being in Japan. I guess both of those things. Both of those things are bad things. Yes. Uh, the the next the next Pokemon other than the Vavilion, um is a shiny Jirachi. Wow, that's pretty cool. Uh huh. You can get that at the Pokemon Center in Tohoku during the Tanabata Festival. And then yep. finally, they are getting a Pikachu event. What? Yes, because everybody needs themselves the new Pikachu. Yeah. And this will be distributed during the Pikachu Outbreak Chew. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I don't even know. I'm done talking now because there's a Pikachu Outbreak Chew. If yep. that's the thing, I'm just done with the world. The uh. event is going to be taking place in Minato Mirai Park. And it's going to be during a big uh, event where people can go out and like do a lot of things at Pikachu-themed attractions. So it's going to be like this big park festival thing. And that'll be really cool. And apparently each of the Pikachus, there'll be, like, there'll be many different versions of them, and they'll all have different nicknames depending on where in the park you download them from. So... Can you download multiples of them? I have no idea. I just know this. I bet you could with multiple systems or multiple game cartridges or something. Man, it's a good thing that we don't know anybody who didn't, you know, buy many copies of the game. <laughs> and those people are just weird. Yeah, seriously. There One. can be too much Pokemon people. <laughs> no, there can't. No, like no probably not. I'm a liar. I'm sorry, everyone. Well, if you don't live in Japan... You're in luck if you also live in the United Kingdom. So, that oh, sucks. so living in the U.S. is not a good thing. No, you, no, apparently not. Okay, that's that's what I'm gathering from this. Well, we did get worlds this year, so that's this true. This is true. true. This is true. Well, uh, to our UK listeners, because I know we have some, if you head to game, you can pick up a Charizard that will come with Charizard X 
on your Y version or with Charizard Y on your X version. The you Charizardite X. Uh, yeah, that's what I meant. Yep, and the Charizardite Y. So it'll come with a Megastone of the opposing version, which is the best possible way to get that if you haven't already purchased multiple copies of the game, which, again, a bunch of weirdos out there, they do that. So. And that runs till August 10th. No, it doesn't. Yes, it does. Well, that's (laughs) what you wrote in the notes, (laughs) Sam! (laughs) I can't read your brain or the news myself. Uh, read all the things. <laughs> but that is really that is really cool for people to get the opposite Charizard stone. That's great. Yeah, it is really nice because I mean, I yes, I am one of those people that bought two copies of each game. I don't so think I have all of the ites. I don't think any of the like hosts or contributors or really anybody associated with this show has done anything less than buy both versions of the game. True story. Sometimes multiple versions of one version of... <laughs> Oops. Yep. But, yeah, it, it will be nice for people, even if it's just to get multiples of each. Even if it's just to get two of each X and Y, and you want to have two different sets for your Charizard X, you know, you, that, you can do it without having to swap the item. Yeah, because so, trading items is awful. Well, you know, it's not horrible, but... This it's, way they're both ready to go all yeah, the time. Yeah, exactly. So. And it makes a great gift for that weird friend of yours that only bought one version and has been crying about it. And doesn't live in the UK. You know, one of us yeah. US. Yeah, because we are actually all crying about this. We don't get yeah, yeah, there's genuine <laughs> tears. Uh, well, moving on from Charizard, because it's making me sad. Registration for the Super Speed Double Battle Competition will start on July 31st, and this one actually sounds really interesting and really fun. Sadly, I probably won't even be able to make half the time I would want for it, but it's going to be a really interesting setup. Uh, There's no preview of the battle box, so you don't see what your opponent is even bringing. You only have 15 seconds to select your moves, which is awesome. The battle timer is only set at 10 minutes, which is the shortest it's ever been. And like the other recent events or recent tournaments, you only get to do the 10 battles per day. Yep. All the Zoroark. Now you you don't know it's coming. Zoroa, Zoroark, and I don't know, transforming something to turn into another Zoroark. (laughs) Nope, just six Zoroark. There you go. Yeah, I've got my Zoroark. He uh, used his... Transform ability to illusion into Zoroark. Zoroark. <laughs> I guess you'll never know what these are. <laughs> That's really like the only thing about Zoroark is that you get that preview of the battle box, so you kind of know that it's coming somewhere in there. Mm-hmm. But with no preview, oh, all all cards are under the table. Like, oof. Yeah. Also, for European listeners, because you guys are also getting all of the Pokemon love and you're awesome for it, the, Boy, this makes me sad. the original Pokemon trading card game from 2000 for the Game Boy Color has been released on the eShop for the 3DS. I looked, and we didn't get it. Oh, man. Somebody told me that we got it on Thursday this last week, and I, I was so excited. And I never actually looked it up myself. No, I I looked it up when I first saw this news bit, and as far as I saw, we didn't get it. 
So, darn it. Anyways, hopefully we'll get it soon because that is one game that I did play and enjoy. Isn't it the only peripheral Pokemon game that you've played? Yep. Yes. Yep. (laughs) I remember things, Darren. We need to fix things. I guess I did play Pokemon Snap when I was a kid. That was fun. Yeah, it was. That's acceptable, but... Acceptable. Still need to work on you. <laughs> it's like a C-. minus. <laughs> right? Well, just slightly below average. Not, um, not, not noticeably, really, but yeah. just enough to frustrate your parents. <laughs> exactly. <got> a minus. <laughs> <laughs> no soup for you. We also had a couple updates on battle competitions that are coming up in the near future. Uh, one of them was the Fairy Garden. There were a couple of details that were lacking on this one, but now they confirmed that it is going to be a single battle tournament and that all Pokemon must be the fairy type. We also had Diamond Storm, which is going to be a double battle using only Kalos Pokedex Pokemon and must use Deancey. And I expect to see a lot of Mega Deancey for that tournament. Because why not? So when are we getting Deancey? I have no idea. That's my question. Nobody can enter the tournament because there has been no event yet. (laughs) Game over, everyone. And then we also had, going back to the thing that Josh said that he was done with Pokemon with, uh, Pikachu Tournament Chew. (laughs) This is going to be a triple battle. It's going to be using only Kalos Dex, Pokemon, and it must use Pikachu and only Pokemon that can yet evolve. So you can't use Gengar, but you could use Haunter or Ghastly, for example. This is pretty cool. Uh, Other than the, the name, it sounds pretty cool. The not fully evolved Chew tournament. Yep. Yeah. The Pikachu tournament Chew. <laughs> the... <laughs> Middle Cup <laughs> Pikachu edition. Yes. I just love that they're throwing Chew at the end of all of the things. Yeah, it's Pikachu Omega tournament Rufi, Chew. Uh, Rufy Chew. <laughs> Omega Ruby Chew. I like it. Yeah. We're not getting we're not getting uh Pokemon version Z next year. We're getting Pokemon version Choo Choo Chew. Yeah. You have to. If you have a full team of. It takes place Pikachu, on a train. And yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh my god, Sam, you read my mind. Wow. <laughs> it's an electric train run by Pikachu's. And you can only ever catch Pikachu. The <laughs> but they made game. they made a bunch of different Pikachu's, so you yeah. can have a Pikachu of every type. They each okay. have fancy outfits. That's uh, yeah, that's the yeah. way you differentiate them. I get it. I like it. If you get to the end, you get a Mario dressed up Pikachu. It's the most terrifying Pikachu ever. Oh Pikachu with a mustache. <laughs> Actually, this sounds like a game that somebody is planning somewhere. Oh Pikachu! <laughs> so, oh, that is... That's news, apparently. That is news. So, I guess we'll move on then to the main topic, which will be the final segment of our Mega Evolution topic.
and welcome back to our main topic segment here, which is going to be all about mega evolutions in the video game. Uh, following in our amazing Mega Evolve series, we covered mega evolutions and the lore behind them that was created in the Pokemon universe. Then we also talked about Mega Evolutions in the Pokemon trading card game, and now we're finally coming full circle and talking about Mega Evolutions in what is quite possibly their most dynamic and their most effective uh, medium, which is the video game. Now we've got a couple of things that we're going to talk about here that are related to Mega Evolution in the video game first, just because there are still a couple rules that uh, players and just the general knowledge in general doesn't know quite yet about these Mega Evolutions, really the mechanics behind the little things that make Mega Evolution happen. Uh, the first of which is that Pokemon that Mega Evolve in the video game do not gain their inherent speed advantage, whether that be through Imposter in the form of Mega Manette, or through just heightened speed on any other Pokemon, because we all know that Mega Manectric is just not that fast. He's just no. he's just hanging out or doing whatever he wants. And I gotta throw this out, Sam. Prankster. And Prankster, yes. Yeah. Yes. You said Imposter. Imposter. Anyway, um... The speed advantage on the turn that they Mega Evolve does not happen, because movement order has already been determined beforehand. So it'll still calculate all the things that happen at the beginning of the turn. It doesn't take into effect, into account any of the other effects that happen when the turn is actually kicked off. Yeah, that's, very, that's, a, that's a very important thing to remember. Uh, that's thrown me off a couple times. It's annoying. <laughs> yeah, I've done the same thing. The first time I ever used my Mega Banat, I used Will-O-Wisp, and I went third. And I was very confused as to what was going on. But Yep. The uh, next point to keep in mind when Mega Evolving is, per is that uh, paralysis or any other form of status condition has no effect on when a Pokemon can Mega Evolve. It's just always going to happen right away. Because that would be awful if you could just paralyze somebody and then, hey, guess what? You've only got a 50% chance of actually being able to Mega Evolve, much less attack on this turn. Yeah. And I do want to point out that it's hilarious when sleeping Pokemon Mega Evolve. They go through their, like, awesome change, and they're, like, screaming and yelling and flexing and everything, but they're asleep. Huh. <laughs> I think it's hilarious. That's amazing. Yes. I like that. I'm going to do that on purpose now. You should. You should. Put your own Pokemon to sleep and then do Just it. Just to see it, yeah. <laughs> All right. And a Pokemon cannot Mega Evolve when shifting position in a triple battle or during the airborne phase of Skydrop. When they say shifting position in a triple battle, because I've only ever played one triple battle match before ever, uh, is that... Are they talking about you can actually shift Pokemon around, or is that saying something along the lines of, like, using, like, that position swap attack, where you just... No, it's not talking about ally switch. Okay. You, If your teammate were using ally switch, and you were the mega evolving Pokemon, you could mega evolve, and then ally switch could happen. But in triple battle, there is actually an option to shift position, 
Oh. Like, if you have a better matchup on the other side of the field than you're currently on, it uses up your turn to switch. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. So that's what that is referring to, I believe. I. Yep. Just, that's, that's what I got out of it, too. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then the airborne phase of Skydrop sort of makes sense, except yeah. when it comes to Mewtwo in the anime, because he's just like, well, I'm just floating in midair all over the place, and I'm just going to mega-evolve and un-mega-evolve at will. Well, like we said, Mewtwo is almost as good as Mega Dunspar, so it makes sense that it can do that. Almost. Yeah. Almost. You can dream big. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, another good thing to keep in mind is Mega Stones cannot be taken from the holder via Thief, Covet, Magician, or Pickpocket. Attacks by the holder, such as Fling and Trick, will also fail. So that's important stuff to remember. And that's good. That's good for the game. Like that would that would just be the worst thing to bring out your Mega and then it gets thiefed off. Your stone gets thiefed off of your Aggron or something. I I actually wish that that was possible. I want to use knockoff and get rid of somebody's mega stone, or I want to switcheroo or trick it off of them because I would love that because I don't have a lot of megas. But I understand why it doesn't allow it. Yep. I don't like it. We will just disagree. <laughs> and oh well. <laughs> Mega Pokemon also do not revert to their normal state after Mega Evolving, even when you switch them out. They only revert to their normal state after the battle is concluded, and only one of either po opponent's Mega uh, Pokemon can Mega Evolve during a battle, though all six Pokemon do have the option to be able to hold a Mega Stone. Yes, and that is also very good to know. Because there are a lot of teams that potentially run to Mega Pokemon, but only bringing one to the battle is going to be your best option. Yep. So. Yeah, if you bring both of them in there, you're, you know, it's to the point where you need to just, it's it's part of your overall plan, just to either keep somebody guessing or to abuse abilities that, or skill sets that just will help you out more just by having both of them out. Absolutely. And now, it's the fun part. We're getting on to the list of the list. Mega Pokemon Chew that can be used. Yeah. The first of which is Mega Venusaur. <laughs> and the beef. The, essentially, that's, that's pretty much, if there was a Pokedex that was written like an actual one that was published, that would be what it would be listed under. It'd be like, alternate names, the beef. Yes. The, the veggie burger. <laughs> or that. That would be the biggest veggie burger ever. <laughs> so. For the vegan with serious hunger issues. Yeah. For... <laughs> For Mega Venusaur, this guy gained access to Thick Fat as part of his Mega Evolution, which means that all of your Fire and Ice type attacks are just meaningless at this point against him. Yeah, no longer being super effective is amazing. He only has two weaknesses with that ability being Psychic and Flying, and those are two 
you know, types that are fairly easy to avoid when in battle. And Venusaur is seriously just a beefcake. Mm-hmm. I I love Mega Venusaur. I didn't know that I would as much as I do, but I do. Yeah. No, Mega Venusaur is a very powerful contender. A lot of people use him much less frequently, though, because they usually pair him up with one of our next ones here, who actually had a branch Mega Evolution, and that would be in the form of Mega Charizard, who arguably has one of his branches used a whole lot more often than Mm -hmm. the other one does. But, Darren, you should inform us what their abilities are. Uh, Charizard in X gains Tough Claws, which we talked about earlier. Uh, He also gains a different typing, which is Dragon, which is amazing. Yeah. Um, And he turns darker colored, which is cool. Uh, Charizard X, Mega Charizard X is just really cool looking. And he was in the Pokemon Origins anime, so that's always good, too. But, um, and then there's the other one, the one that's used far more frequently, that is Charizard Y, Mega Charizard Y, and he has Drought, so that would be Y. Yep. And what does Drought do again? Remind me. Drought causes, um, intense sunlight for five turns. Oh. (laughs) So, yeah, combining that with the regular Venusaur, who has Chlorophyll, which is which is super readily available this generation, thanks to the friend Safari. Yay, Safari! Makes that combination that combination just awful to try to deal with. Yeah, early in the season, it was one of the most common leads I ran into at any of the tournaments I participated in. Any of the tournaments I ran, they were they were just everywhere. Mm-hmm. And, and with they good have died reason. Off a little bit bringing, you know, Mega Venusaur up to a more common standing. But, yeah, they're still amazing together. Yep. Especially with that Mega Charizard Y. The Fire Blast that he can unleash upon people is the kind of thing that can easily cause one-hit knockouts on things that you didn't even think could get one-shotted by Fire Blast. Mm-hmm. Fire it's, Blast, Overheat, they just, yeah. Yep. The one thing, though, is that some players have gotten a little cocky with Mega Charizard Y and have stuck Solar Beam on him, and then ran into the awful, awful trap that nobody fell into really last year, which was getting stuck with a constantly charging Solar Beam for four turns when the weather changed over. So... Uh, it wasn't good. I ran into one of those on Showdown, where it was just like, oh, you have a Charizard, he's going to use Solar Beam next turn. Uh, bring in a Politoed, and now I just have to knock out your partner for the next three turns. So. It was bad. Whoops. <laughs> that can happen. Yeah, you do not want to do that, so. Yeah. That's why Team Preview is so nice. Yeah. yeah. It's it's both a blessing and a curse. So. All so, right. Yeah. 
Well, let's move on to the other of the starters from Gen 1. We did have Blastoise, which I know nobody especially can't cares about. Yeah. Um, but no, Blastoise, he gets the Mega Launcher ability, and with his move pool, is a fairly solid ability on him. Mm-hmm. Because he did, he does get the pulse and the spheres, and it, it, it just works very well on him. He hits like a truck. Yeah. And, and Mega he's Blastoise... he's relatively bulky, too. So. Yes, yes, he's, I would say, very bulky. He's a mm-hmm. solid, thick Pokemon. Yep. Yeah, the uh, Mega Launcher is really nice. The I think he's one of what two Pokemon that actually get it. The other one being Clon- uh, Clowitzer. Yeah, Clauncher and Clowitzer, I believe, both have it. But yes. Yeah, yeah I think Blastoise in that line. I think Blastoise can really only not make use of Heal Pulse. Is it? I think. Uh, yeah, he gets Dragon Pulse. He gets Water Pulse. Our Sphere. Yeah, but he doesn't get. That uh, heal pulse, though, that's pretty much Cloudser's uh, realm of effect there, and he does it very, very well. But despite that, Mega Blastoise is a very, 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 very powerful Pokemon to come up against. So mm-hmm. we also had Mega Alakazam, and this one was interesting. That's that's about the best I can put it. Um, he's very fast. He has very high special attack. Got trace, which you know, it's, it 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 can it can happen, I guess. You know. Yeah, it's an iffy ability. Yeah, and the only thing that I can really think of, though, my opinion of Alakazam is still centered though on. Gen 5, where I used a technician-boosted fake-out to one-shot an Alakazam off of a Persian. So, and, you know, Mega Alakazam is equally as frail as regular Alakazam, so, um, yeah. He might be really good on some teams. I could see where the trace ability would be pretty nice, but, you know, it's... There are more popular options for better reasons. Yeah. For, well, I was just going to say, for from personal experience, the only time I've really had trouble with Trace Alakazam um, is um, it copied my Swift Swim in one match, and that was kind of a bother. <laughs> That's amazing. So what, a base 300 beat <laughs> Alakazam? It was annoying. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he he has potential. Like, his, his stat distribution for just coming in and hitting hard is amazing. But anything with any kind of physical priority attack is going to tear it to shreds. Yep. Well, look at that. Look at the mustache and the beard. He is an old guy. He does not appreciate someone messing with his spoons. So. No. No. <laughs> no. Uh, next up, we've got Gengar. Uh, Gengar, his Mega Evolution, loses Levitate, which kind of hurts a lot, but gains Shadow Tag, which is a great ability, and um, he his special attack goes through the roof. <laughs> yes, it does. Yeah, he's great on... Um, why can't I think of what it is? The Parish Trap teams. Yep. 
Yeah, he's incredible for that because he does have enough bulk and with protect, you know, you can time yourself out to, you know, knock out both opponents fairly easily with him on the field. So he's very good at that, but I think losing Levitate is more of a hindrance than a help. Being weak to ground attacks is just not fun for Gengar. I don't know if a lot of opponents, or players rather, really know how to use Mega Gengar yet, either. Um, I never saw one at regionals, and, you know, whether it was through the Parish Trapping or really doing anything else, I mean, he's Mega Gengar, but there are so many Garchomps and, you know, other Pokemon that can just be like, well, Earthquake, and you're dead, and I'll take my, you know, lead on this one for now, so... Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it might take a little bit more practice for people to find other things to do with it. I have seen quite a few of the Parish Trap teams with him on it, but even then, they're very hard teams to use. Well, especially in a double sort of situation, too. I mean, well, it's just... I don't know, it's the whole Devils thing, you know, yeah, you can Shadow Tag, yeah, you can Parish Trap, and you can get all that done, but if... If you've seen one Parish Trap team, you can kind of figure out what to do for the next time around. And it really depends on a whole lot of luck going on on your side, too. You really have to scout the team preview screen pretty carefully and kind of know when the best possible moment is to bring out that Parish Trap. That's why it's important to run Volt Switch or or U-Turn on your team. Or a Ghost-type. Or, or a ghost. A ghost. Yep. Nope. All right. Well, I think we've beat Gengar over the head long enough. So <laughs> we're going to move on to, uh, I I would argue, the most common mega Pokemon in the game. The most unpopular. Most unpopular? Yeah. Is it backwards day? Jeez, yes, it the is. The most loved Pokemon ever when it comes to Megas. Mega Kangaskhan. With parental bond, baby throwing, punching abilities. <laughs> oh boy! Yeah, it's bring your kid to work day, and your work <laughs> is causing pain. Exactly. I I love Mega Kangaskhan, but I just can't get myself to use it because it is so incredibly common. Yeah. Except in the card game. It, true. I, I know of one guy who tries to run it. I can't remember his name. Dare something. I can't remember. I don't know. Uh, something like that. I, yeah. Some I guy. I know you're talking about. Yeah, Derek, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> and he hates it when he gets that. <laughs> For no particular reason. But regardless of that, uh, irregardless. Irregardless. Uh, Khan. <laughs> My bad, sorry. King, uh, Mega Kangaskhan is super powerful, and there's a reason people love it. Yeah, it's it's got a great HP pool, which for a lot of the Megas, they don't have as much HP as him, so it makes him fairly bulky, or her, sorry, makes her yep. fairly bulky. She's got the base 100 speed stats, so speed tying with so many Pokemon, it's not even funny. And then getting a second attack that's 50% the damage of the other one is incredible, especially when that attack is power-up punch and you're getting a sword stance after an attack. 
Yep. Yep. Just so power good. a punch into power a punch into sucker punch is just a great great combo. <laughs> yes. Yes. Alakazam will not have a good time with that. No. <laughs> we also had Mega Pincer, and I don't know about down there, but up here Mega Pincer made quite a splash with people who didn't understand what its ability does. Yeah. I yeah. think I am one of two people down here that run it, and it's beautiful and amazing. We have had many people complain to us about why Return would super effectively hit, or not super effectively hit, but just hit one of their ghost-type Pokemon. Mm-hmm. Just like, well, why would that be? That's that's a normal type attack. There's no way that that should have hit. You're a hacker. And <laughs> it's like, um, no. Uh, because if you knew what Aerialate did, you would realize that it turns all of his normal-type attacks into flying-type attacks, which means that your ghost-typing is now irrelevant. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and another really nice thing with the Mega Pincer that I have tested a lot and love is the fact that it gets the attack Faint. Oh, and yes. Faint is a plus-two-priority attack that removes the effects of Protect. Oh, I boy. have used that against uh, um, a Shadow Tag Gengar that was protecting because it wanted me to die to its Parish Song and was able to hit it, removing the effect of Protect, and have my teammate knock it out so they no longer had their Shadow Tag. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it's an amazing attack with an amazing ability on a stupid powerful Pokemon. Indeed. Next up, we've got Gyarados. Uh, Mega Gyarados gains a new typing. He becomes Water Dark. Right? Wait, wait, why? I thought he was a dragon. I know. Isn't that kind of (laughs) frustrating? I thought he was a shrimp. (laughs) (laughs) Super shrimp. He becomes Super Shrimp and gains Mold Breaker. So that's kind of cool. Yeah. Mold Breaker is very fun on him. Yeah, lead in with Intimidate, switch into Malt Breaker, and Earthquake all day. Yep, Earthquaking those Rotom forms. <laughs> yeah! Unless you're running the fan. Aw, yeah. That yep. fan. <laughs> the fan. Flying-type flying type levitators, you can't go wrong with that. No. <laughs> you'd be a fool in not to use it. In this situation, you're right. <laughs> you'd, be, you'd be foolish not to use it yet. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but, yes... Moving on to the next, we have Aerodactyl, who gets the ability Tough Claws, which makes me a little bit sad. Okay. Because, as far as I'm concerned, his best attack is Rock Slide and doesn't get the Tough Claws boost. Oh. Because it needs to be an actual contact move, and Rock Slide, you do not make contact with your opponent. Yeah, I suppose that's true. So, I mean, it's it's still a great ability on a great Pokemon. He looks like Satan's pet Aerodactyl, Pterodactyl, whatever. But, <laughs> yeah, he just misses out on that one attack. I was, hoping they were, I was hoping they were going to make him more defensive, uh, make him bulkier with, like, like, his ability. Not Tough Claws, but maybe something like, oh... I, I can't think of a good example right now, but maybe maybe Magic Bounce because you love that ability so much. Yes, it's the best in doubles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, he's still a glass cannon after Mega Evolving, but he's a faster, harder-hitting glass cannon, so, mm-hmm. yeah. And then we had our second branch evolution, and as many of you have already guessed, it is with Mewtwo. And with Mewtwo, we had a Mega Mewtwo X, which was a physical attacker with the ability Steadfast, and then Mega Mewtwo Y with the ability Insomnia. And looks like, yeah, most likely this is true. I don't have anything really to compare this with, so I'm just going to make this assumption. Uh, Mega Mewtwo X with 190 base attack, and Mega Mewtwo Y with a base 194 special attack. Probably the highest ones in the game. Oh yeah, I, there's. You don't even have to ask the question. <laughs> yeah. No, so ridiculous. So yeah, if you want to tap something and make it die, or use your brain to melt the earth, then yeah, you want to go with either one of these two. Well, and it makes sense that Mewtwo would be able to melt the earth with its brain. Yeah. And he's relatively fast. Uh, well, Mega Mewtwo X is 130, Mega Mewtwo Y is 140. But, uh, well, actually, yeah, no, it's pretty much that. Just Mega Mewtwo Y is just a little bit frailer on the physical side, but otherwise, they're both really, really, really powerful Pokemon. Mm-hmm. Highest base stat totals in the game, I'm guessing. And, yeah, just. just stupid. <laughs> That's all that needs to be said. Just stupid. Just stupid. Next up, we have an Ampharos. Uh, Mega Ampharos changes type again. Why do I get all the type changers? Because uh, <laughs> you're the master <laughs> of rotation. Uh, yeah, right? Rotating their types around in my brain. Uh, Ampharos goes from... Was he just electric to electric dragon? Yep. Yep. Mega Ampharos gains beautiful flowing locks. His hair is gorgeous, and he gains the ability Mold Breaker, which is great. I like Mold Breaker. Reminds me of Fabio with those flowing locks. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, and I think that I've actually mentioned this in a previous episode, but I need to throw it out there again. The saddest part about Mega Ampharos is no Draco Meteor. Yep. Yeah. Oh, it would be so good. All it would of the be. things would explode. Here's to an event with a Ampharos that has the Ampharosite and Draco Meteor. Yeah. Yeah, that would be amazing. But we will move on now to Scizor. Mega Scizor uh, retains Technician because I am not Darren. I don't get a Pokemon that changes ability. So uh, you keep the Technician. You keep the same attacks that standard Scizor use. You just get a much better attack stat to run it off of. Yep. And you also get, like, Chainsaw Hands. Yes. So, you know, there's that. There is definitely that. And I don't know pointy toe feet weird things, but, you know, we'll leave that well, alone. Cause that who just needs pointy toe feet when you can bullet punch with chainsaw hands? True story. That's the worst kind of bullet punch you could possibly <laughs> take. Uh, I don't even want to imagine what that would feel like. <laughs> no. 
So yeah, just remember, guys, bullet punch with chainsaw hands. That's the best argument for having a Mega Scissor. So There was also Mega Heracross, which a lot of people didn't like. And that was a little unfortunate, but, you know, the video game artwork doesn't look as good as the like, the Ken Sugimori artwork, so that's just kind of how it goes. Uh, he also retained his typing, bug and fighting. He got a new one uh, ability, though, in the form of Skill Link, Woot. which makes him a little ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. Just, well, I'm just going to uh, bullet seed you and knock you out. Bullet Do seed... I- Rock Blast. Off of a 185 attack stat. <laughs> oh, gosh. You don't even need all five hits. Just two will probably suffice with most things. But... Oh, so you're a Talonflame that doesn't have Gale Wings. Oh, <laughs> That's <God>. adorable. <laughs> Cutie dead. <laughs> it would be a shame if somebody used Rock Blast. <laughs> oh, boy. I like Mega Heracross. I like his design, too. I think he's pretty. Yeah, I I really like it as well. I built one fairly early on. I just sadly feel that it's outshined by Choice Scarf Standard Heracross, and that makes me sad. Single tier sad. Yeah. Uh, next up, we have Houndoom. Uh, Mega Houndoom gains solar power. So... Yeah, I've never really used Mega Houndoom at all. Uh, can you guys elaborate on him a bit? Well, go ahead, Sam. Let's see what you have. Well, you see, when a Houndoom finds a Mega Stone, it Mega Evolves <laughs> and becomes a Mega Houndoom. Okay, maybe I should have taken this. <laughs> <laughs> and that's about all I really have to say about him. Okay, well, Houndoom's attack and special attack do increase. I'm not sure about speed when it Mega Evolves. I haven't really looked into it too terribly much. Um, but with solar power, it does hit very hard. Because in the sun, what solar power does is it raises your uh, damage by 50%. Special attack damage. What's that? Special attack damage? Yes, yes. Uh, Raises that by 50%, and then you take damage every turn as if you were, you know, using a life orb, basically. So, it, it hits really, really hard. It just... I don't know, it's so frail still, has a lot of weaknesses, so you don't really see too many of them around. It suffers from the same sort of mediocrity that its basic form suffered from before it. Yeah. So. And its speed does increase by 20 points. It goes from the 95 to the 115, so it does gain a decent speed boost. It's just, like I said, yeah, everything else is just so mediocre for a Mega... Yeah, But if you do want to come in and you want to hit something with a super effective dark or fire type attack and make sure that something dies, be in the sun, and yes, you will be able to do it. Yeah. But, yeah, one trick pony is what I would say, and that's why he's not super common. Yeah. Well, a lot of these megas are kind of one trick ponies, but, you know, they at least have a little bit more flexibility to them. True story. 
Uh, but next we have Mega Tyranitar. Ooh. Who I understand is quite popular, and yet I've never fought one before. Really? Yeah. I've seen a few. Wow. I, I never fought a single Mega Tyranitar. Not a single one. Interesting. I, I really like Mega Tyranitar. Um, he's got the same typing as standard Tyranitar, so he still has, what, 11 weaknesses or 7 weaknesses? Something ridiculous like that. He's just weak to everything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But... It's a Tyranitar. He's always been able to be used despite those weaknesses. And, uh, yeah, well, I believe yeah. seven, but, but yeah. Uh, sitting in Sandstream, doesn't he get a special defense boost? Yep, all rock types get the 50% boost to their special D. And he's huge. Yeah, him. standard T-Tar sits with a base 100 special defense. Mega T-Tar is a base 120 special D. So that's just a huge boost to an already incredible number. And then its physical defense has always been better, with his Mega being a base 150 physical defense. So yeah, Mega Tyranitar is amazing. And the nice thing with Mega Titar keeping Sandstream is that you can pull in your Sandstorm, and if weather changes, you don't have to switch to get your Sandstorm back in. You yes. could hold off and Mega Evolve later. Or, if there wasn't weather on the other team, and you just wanted to wait out your own Sandstorm before bringing it back in again, never having to switch T-Tar out, you can definitely do that as well. Yeah. So, yeah, you can keep that special defense boost. Um, Mega Tyranitar gets an extra 10 to his base speed, which, after one Dragon Dance, makes him faster than all of the things, not really all of them, but many of the things. Many of the things. And with a base 164 attack with a Dragon Dance, you're wrecking a lot of faces. Yeah. yeah. He's he's an incredible Pokemon. Um, uh, my state champion senior from Corpus, uh, Alex, ran one on his team. And it, it was something that people weren't expecting. And really just, it did a lot of work, and I've seen a lot more of them more recently, too. So I think people have seen the light that is Mega Tyranitar. Very cool. Yeah. Well, Mega Blaziken. It is a Blaziken that got a whole bunch of stat boosts and kept its hidden ability speed boost, which means that you blow stuff up and you blow stuff up bigger. <laughs> yes. That's Faster pretty and bigger. That's pretty much all that has to be said. I mean, the Mega Bla the Blaziken with speed boost kind of made a little bit of a splash when people figured out how to hack Gen 5 and then you saw some speed boost Blaziken every so often here and there and you know they they blew stuff up but this guy blows stuff up big. So Yeah. And I do want to point out that Mega Blaziken, or Blaziken itself, was one of the most common Pokemon brought to the US, U.S. National Tournament for Juniors and Seniors. Oh. They couldn't use him, yep. but he was one of the most common Pokemon brought to the tournament. There were so yes. many kids whose teams we had to have them fix because they had the Blaziken on it. Ufta. Yeah, we've had trouble at local at our local league as well. Um, our one one of our VG challenges, um, our only VG Premier challenge, 
uh, I think there was a person that had a Mega Blaziken, and then I convinced him to change it beforehand. He's like, but you get it in the game. Well, you can't use it still. Check the Pokedex number. Yep. Check the Pokedex number. So yeah, besides blowing stuff things up bigger and betterer, there's also one that also does also bigger and betterer except betterer. <laughs> yeah, and that's that's Gardevoir. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Gardevoir has Pixelate, which is sweet. Mega Gardevoir has Pixelate, so um, fairy things get uh, normal attacks get their boost and turned into fairy moves. It's very cool. Yes. Yes. Th- so throw tackle on your Mega Gardevoir. Ah, uh, that and you'll be would, set. <laughs> that would be that would be the right call, I think, in my opinion. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna have to phone a friend here, Kent. Kent, tell yes. me. <laughs> if you're not using tackle on your Mega Gardevoir, you're doing something wrong. <laughs> I'm gonna be so sad when our listeners hate us because they try. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I my biggest um. Uh, experience with Mega Gardevoir is going through the Elite Four over and over and over again because that's how I do my my leveling up after I uh, EV train my Pokemon. Got it. Yeah, so you run into the opposing Mega Gardevoir. Yes. Yeah. And I, I, she's. I mean, I know it's just the game, but I my opinion of Mega Gardevoir is fairly low. What do you think? Mr. Nationals. I, I love my Mega Gardevoir. I run one with Ally Switch. So in doubles, it's just a guessing game for me and my opponent. It's like, okay, well, are you going to swap this turn? So do I attack the wrong spot? Or, you know, it's it's very fun. <laughs> just to mess with people's heads and potentially get destroyed because I either do or don't Ally Switch on that turn. So I love Mega Gardevoir, and I've actually tested it on a round team. And round Mega Gardevoir with Pixelate getting a base 120 attack that attacks before just about anything else can is pretty interesting. It's a team that needs a lot of work, but it has potential, that's for sure. Yeah. And the next Pokemon that we have is also a fairy type, like our Mega Gardevoir. We got Mawile. Also ridiculously unpopular. Yeah, yeah. I've, I don't know if I've ever seen one, you know, like uh, World Champion three times over using one. You know, yeah. Never seen that happen. Yeah. And I've never seen Mega anybody Mawile's... just fan over it, but... Yeah, yeah. Pretty popular. Yeah. yeah. It's ridiculous. <laughs> and it's it's made so much better because, like Gyarados, you send it in, you get the Intimidate off, and then you Mega Evolve it to get your new ability... Which becomes huge power. Yeah. And huge power off of a base. I don't even know what attack. Is it like 140-ish? Let me glance at you, Mega Mawile. Oh, I guess it's only a base 105. I, that's that's my bad. Still, you know... But, yeah, that being doubled... Yeah. ...is just ridiculous. So Mawile just... It hits things hard, hits things fast, because it does have... Uh, that sucker punch coming off of it. Yep. And yep. and uh, Mega Mawile has a pretty cool move pool with all the fang attacks. That is true. That is true. You can get 
the elemental fangs off of it and really just wreak havoc on things that you're super effective to. I fought no fewer than five Mega Mawile, and each and every single one of them fell terrible, terrible prey to overheat. Oh, yes. And that's something to consider, too, because he's still he's still a Steel-type Pokemon. And, yeah, he's just... You know, it's just like, oh, yeah, I see him a while on your team. I see a couple other Pokemon that might Mega Evolve, but he's going to be the one who Mega Evolves, because he's super popular right now, and blow it up with overheat, and it's just like, well... There, uh, there goes that plan. And, yeah. Yeah. And, I mean, Mawile is absolutely useless without Mega Evolving. It yeah. really just is not a very good Pokemon. I'm sorry to all Mawile lovers out there. Well, they they know this. I mean, there's you can't not have Mega Mawile and, you know, be unaware of this fact. Mm-hmm. So, True yeah. True story. So yeah, pro tip to everybody who plays video game, if you see him a while on a team, it's a Mega Mawile. It's it's nothing else. So, we also had Mega Agron, and this one is one of my favorite of the Mega Pokemon. I really, really like Mega Agron. And I don't know why I particularly like him. I don't it's just kinda of one of those things where I saw him and I was like, I really like him. And it might be because of his filter ability, which reduces the super effective attacks done on him by 25%. It could be that his typing changed from steel and rock to just steel, removing his weaknesses that were cripplingly bad. Or it could be that his base defense is 230. So it's not a very good base defense. No. It's just... To average at best. Average at best. Average in the world of shuckles. <laughs> exactly. You, you want to be really, if you're going for defense, you want to be going for love disc. Now, love disc is your best possible option. You should have been running that on your team, Darren. Uh, well, uh, speaking of teams, Mega Agron <laughs> is one that is, is uh, the Mega that I brought with me to uh, regionals. He's mm-hmm. probably, arguably, the best Trick Room Mega, uh, being the slowest and super bulky and just strong. He's very cool. I like him. Yeah. Yeah, and his his extra 100 points that all the Megas get, they definitely gave him the right boosts in the right places. Yep. And he's going to be even better when the Move Tutor comes out, because if he's going to get access to the Elemental Punches again... He'll just sit there and just be like, what What are you going to do? What are you even going to do to me right now? Yeah. Just, oh, so you're a dragon, that's adorable. Ice punch. Oh, you're a flying type, that's adorable. Thunder punch. Oh, you're a metal type, that's adorable. Fire punch. And he's just going to scream, Agron, pounch! It's going to be awesome. Yep. Uh, <laughs> man, Agron... Cool. All right, but moving on to another Pokemon. This one is slightly underused as well. Uh, This is Metacham. Mega Metacham gets the ability Pure Power, uh, which, honestly, I have no idea. This is another one that I just don't know anything about. I'd know 
plenty of things about it. Uh, and that's base attack of a hundred. Base attack of a hundred doubles it to two hundred. So he does hit really, really hard. He is very frail. Um, has a hundred base speed. So we're talking, you know, average-ish. You know, yeah, maybe above average. With half of the meta game right now. <clears throat> but uh, I know of him because it was one of the Pokemon that one of the participants who was going to regionals with us was planning to use on her team. I don't know if she actually used it or not. But the Metacham has access to some really awesome things. He has a wide variety of moves to choose from. He has the ability to produce a incredible range of effects. I mean, he gets access to stab psychic and fighting, he gets access to stab to not stab attacks, but just elemental attacks of various natures. I mean he's just he's got a fantastic moveset. It's just offset by the fact that his defenses are sixty HP and eighty five in both defenses. Yeah. So that's yeah, I, him. I agree with that. The great stab typing. I love the stab typing. I love that it gets all of the elemental punches naturally. It, it's a great Pokemon on paper, but yeah, like you said, it's just so frail. Yeah, and he's yeah. a good one for cleanup. I mean, <clears throat> he'd be good for cleaning up and for dealing with the aftermath after you've knocked out your opponent's Mega Pokemon. Yeah, but I can see that working well. But yeah, Mega Matacham itself, when going up against other Pokemon, the likes of, you know, Mega Gyarados or Mega Agron or things of that nature, it's just like, well, um, good game? Yeah. So. Yeah. Alright, and the next one on our list is Mega Manectric, or Manectric, however you would like to say it. I'm going to say Manectric because that's just what I like. Yeah. But uh, Mega Manectric is actually the first Mega I ever brought to a tournament and used competitively, and I love everything about it. Everything about him is beautiful. It's so good because Manectric gets the Lightning Rod ability... So you can keep it out as long as you need to against opposing electric types and just absorb all the attacks and make sure that your special attack stat increases with, you know, which his special attack stat is already so good. Getting an increase on that is just ridiculous. Oh, yeah. But then when you Mega Evolve, you get Intimidate, so you're able to nerf those physical attackers. And then you have a base 135 special attack and speed stat off of usable defenses. Neither of them are great at 80, but after Intimidate, it's basically a boost to your physical defense. Mm -hmm. And having access to things like Volt Switch and being able to attack and then come back in next turn and Intimidate yet again is very, very nice. And the move pool that you get isn't that diverse, but it's fairly easy to get Hidden Power Ice or any other Hidden Power you would like on it, on it. Yeah. Which adds to that move pool very nicely. Uh, I think Sam has some uh, experience with Mega Manectric, if my memory serves. Nope. Oh, well, never mind. Moving on! <laughs> <laughs> uh... 
actually moving on, uh, let's talk about Banette. Mega Banette gets Prankster. Woot! Yes. Oh, man. Prankster Mega Banette is a really cool Pokemon, and we will talk about her quite a bit more in just a little bit. Yeah. For the purposes of completion, though, uh, Prankster, fantastic ability, but like we said earlier, because it calculates out speed and everything on the turn that it happens, uh, you can't get Prankster on the very turn that it Mega Evolves. So, you know, just... Yeah. Yeah. If you want to get the attack boost and attack turn one, you can do that, but Banette is fairly frail. So I typically run Mega Protect turn one. Yeah. Yep. So that I can, you know, keep myself alive long enough to start really just messing with things. Because it does have a fairly... Well, I, I would say a very good move pool for a Prankster Pokemon. But, again, we'll get into that in a little bit. Yep. Uh, we also had Mega Absol, which is also one that people super, super hardcore fanboyed over. Like, I've never seen reaction to a Pokemon this strongly since Mudkip, is <laughs> essentially how much of a powerful fanboy reaction this instilled. Um this Pokemon gets Magic Bounce, uh, it retains Dark Typing, and its stats are... Uh, its defense is 65, 60, and 60. You know, not great. Attack stat went up, base 150, uh, special attack is 115, speed is 115. I don't know. I, f I feel like he's really kind of like his little like wings that he's got going on here and mostly ornamental though some people have made him work i just haven't met anybody who's made him work yeah yeah so. i i can't get on board with it i love the design i think that it looks amazing yeah Gorgeous and Pokemon. people have a lot of love for absol and when they got mega absol they lost their minds yeah. But yeah, Mega Absol, I just Yeah. He's he's ornamental to me. Mm -hmm. If you're a singles player, I mean he can do good work because magic bounce in singles is Great. fairly good. Yeah. But in, and a base one fifty attack with sucker punch is very solid as well. Yeah. But yeah, VGC no. no. Absol needs to go home. He needs to go home. Yeah. <laughs> so so, yeah, that is Absol. How about uh, Mega Garchomp? Yes, Mega Garchomp. I have a little relationship here with Mega Garchomp. It's a bit of a love-hate relationship. Oh. Mainly that I love to hate it. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, the design... I know there are a lot of people that like it, and if you do, don't listen to a word I'm about to say. But I really just can't get on board with the design. I'm not a huge fan of the scythe hands. Scyther already has that. Leave it be. Okay. And then the teeth, like, all over its chest and legs, like the spiky teeth things. I don't know. Its chest looks like a giant open mouth to me. And I, I just can't get on board with the design. 
And while his, you know, stats, his attack and defenses are great, he got a boost to his special attack. 40 of his Mega Evolution bonus points went into his special attack. I can't agree with that, ever. And his speed dropped by 10 points. And that's another thing I can't get on board with. And Sand Force is a great ability. Um, 33% attack boost to... Uh, ground rock and steel moves in a sandstorm. Yeah, it makes it hit a lot harder. If you're running rock slide on that guy, it's great. But being slower than other Garchomp, which I think we just talked about this a week or two ago. Yep. Like Darren's Scarf Chomp. Who won? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Scarf Chomp won. Exactly. Uh, so and his uh, speed drop is only two points, but still, that's that's more than zero. His speed drop is ten points. Yeah, he was base 102. 102 to a base 92. Oh, my bad. I thought it was 198. What am I thinking? Not paying attention. I'm a bad player. I think you're actually thinking of the Mega Garchomp shoe. Oh, ah, shoot. You're right. You're right. (laughs) Think of it as Mega Garchomp shoe, and you're going to have a bad time. Exactly. Exactly. Those are my thoughts on Garchomp. I apologize to anybody who loves Garchomp. Mega Garchomp. Mega Garchomp. You know Cynthia's gonna have one. Yes, she is. And I'm sure hers will have a bonus 20 speed, because Cynthia does what Cynthia wants. Hers is going to have the ability for Sand Force and Sand Stream. <laughs> and Sand Rush, all at the same time. Yep. Just Super Sand. Guess what? You're, you're, you're done. Just go home right now. Yeah. Or you're gonna get hurt. <laughs> They should have put Sand Rush on Garchomp. That would have been a much better ability. Agreed. Uh, well, moving on, we've got Lucario. Mega Lucario. Uh, he got the ability Adaptability. I do know that Mega Lucario is pretty popular up here. Uh, we have one person in particular that loves him to death. Yep. Uh, let me guess, Mac. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> no, it is. It is Mac. Yeah. But yeah, he's essentially as well-rounded as Lucario before him. I mean, just, you know, the pretty average defenses, the, you know, base 112 speed, that's pretty good. Uh, base 145 attack, base 140 special attack, again, pretty good. I mean, he's just a well-rounded Pokemon. It's, you know, it's just, you know, because of his defenses, he doesn't do anything except get a couple of really good hits in if he has the speed advantage really well. Um, And then the fighting and steel typing is also really good for him, too. It's just just pretty good, and he's just an all-around adaptable Pokémon, like his ability would suggest. Yeah, I I really like Mega Lucario. I actually have a physical and special set or mm-hmm. Mega Lucario, and he's really nice because adaptability, rather than getting the 1.5 stab, you get the 2 times stab, makes it really nice because you can take things like an Intimidate and still basically be at full power and have enough power to one-hit KO things like a Kangaskhan after an Intimidate, which mm-hmm. is very hard to do. It is. So, yeah, I, I actually really, really like the Mega Lucario. His defenses are a little on the low side, but he can do a lot of damage fairly quickly. Yep. 
And then we had our last one here, which was the Mega Obama Snow. He retained his typing, he retained his ability, and his stats in everything except speed are pretty ridiculous. Agreed. Base 30 of speed, so he is among the slowest of the slow. But, you know, 90 HP, 105 in each defense, and 132 in each type of attack is not bad, especially considering that he can do both types of attacks pretty well. Yeah, I I love Hail Room teams. Yep. And he is so much better right now in Hail Room than it ever was. See, and I like him because he can do both types of attacks, and everybody assumes that it's going to be a special attacking one, because they're like, oh man, it's an Obama Snow, I wonder what he's gonna do, oh, he's just gonna blizzard, and it's gonna be adorable, ha 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 ha, and then just Woodhammer. Yep. <laughs> and, what? I didn't even know that thing could do that, and then it's like, I'm just gonna, you know, use some other wimpy attack on it, and I'm gonna break your sash or whatever, eject button. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for uh, sending me back here. Have fun enjoying the hail until this guy comes back out again. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah Hammer and icicle spear. Is that what it? Is that? Or not icicle spear? Ice shard. Ice, ice shard. It. Yeah, it gets the physical ice shard. Yep. Which is also fun. Yeah, and, I mean, it's not super common. I haven't seen very many Mega Obama Snow, and this move isn't super common on it, but it is one of the few Pokemon in the VG4, VGC 14 season that gets Icy Wind mm. to lower your opponent's speed stat. And they're really, outside of Thunder Wave, there's not much that uses speed control this season. No. So that can potentially be really good when you've got a lot of those base 100s on your opponent's team and you can lower them so that all your base 100s are guaranteed to be faster rather than speed tying. <laughs> can be very, very nice. Oh, what a sad day for them. Yes. <laughs> yeah, and he's got an incredible move pool as well on both the physical and the special side. Just mm -hmm. so many things to work with. It gets Earthquake and Rock Slide, which are things you would never expect to see coming off of it, but in the right situation, could do ridiculous work to your opponent. Oh, yeah. And it's for that very reason that I don't get why Ben hates on it so much. Well, it's another one of those Pokemon with seven weaknesses. <laughs> well, I'm pretty sure but... that's every one of his Pokemon. Well, that's true. He is an ice-type user. He is an ice-type user, oh, and when you're man. using just ice-types, you are asking for a little bit of trouble. But You're going to have a bad time. You know, it's the Mega Obama Snow. It's just... I don't know. I think it's so much better than he's actually giving it credit for. Yeah. And I actually really love his design, too. I do, too! Goes down onto all fours and gets, like, the icy tree cannons coming out of his back. It's just really cool looking. Mm-hmm. Looks like a bird does when it gets mad. It just puffs up like crazy. <laughs> I, I like that. That's a good. That's a good uh, comparison. Indeed. Well, that has been the very last of our Mega Evolve segments. Uh, hopefully, we've inspired a couple of the listeners to these shows to 
expand their minds a little with the video game Mega Evolutions or the trading card game Mega Evolutions, or if you're just listening to the show because you like hearing the fluff topics, too. I mean, the lore itself is just fantastic to listen to. Um, Yeah, it's been really awesome to look back on all these guys. I'm really looking forward to the new Mega Evolutions that are going to be introduced in the trading card game in Phantom Gate. Know for sure that Mega Gengar is coming back, so that's going to be exciting. Just Gengar itself is just an exciting card to look forward to. And we're also going to be seeing Mega Metagross and Mega Sableye and a bunch of other really cool Mega Evolutions too, so I am excited about the future of this new mechanic they have. Which is kinda ironic, because I think not, I think the three of us just weren't that excited about it when we first heard about this. True story. Actually, yeah, I agree. Right when I heard about this, I, I didn't like it, but now it's I feel like it's an integral part of the game, and I, I've fallen for it head over heels. Well, um, yeah, and it just offers us such a new, broader scope of things to do with the game. It doesn't ruin the game at all by increasing its power creep. It it improves the game by offering you a new depth of strategy to work with. Exactly. Because there are some Pokemon, like Mega Garchomp, that are going to hit like trucks, but can still be beat by their standard form. Exactly. What kind of Pokemon are you? How do you do the things you do? Share with me your secrets deep inside. What kind of Pokemon are you? Are you loyal through and through? And do you have a heart that's true? What kind of Pokemon are you? This week's Pokemon Spotlight covers number 354, The Net. Banette is a dark-colored doll with a zipper for a mouth, which became a Pokemon after feelings of hatred brought it to life after being thrown away. That poor thing. <laughs> These ghost-type Pokemon, man, they are dangerous things. Seriously. Oh, where did you come from? Well, I was born from hate. Oh, <laughs> I'm sorry. Have a good day. Nope. Done. <laughs> wow. And with Bennett, if its mouth opens, that zipper creepy mouth, the cursed energy from within escapes. So, pro tip, if you need to get rid of a Bennett, just zip and... Put a lock on that zipper mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Bennett lays curses on others by using its own body like a voodoo doll, sticking itself with pins and needles. Uh, when Bennett Mega evolves, it gains many more zippers, three of which are unzipped and reveal parts of its purple body, which I'm assuming is solidified cursed energy. Which is terrifying. Yes. Solidified purple cursed energy, because if cursed energy is any color, it's obviously purple. That's the only color it can be. Absolutely. Yep. Uh, Bonnet also appears many times in the anime alongside its trainer, Harley. And I've actually never seen any of these episodes. But Harley does do Pokemon battles, but is mainly a Pokemon contest participant. 
So you see Banette in a lot of Pokemon contests in the anime. Very cool. Yeah. Uh, Banette has had seven TCG cards dedicated to it, one of which is an EX, and of and all of which are not currently tournament legal. I cannot wait for the new EX and the Mega EX Banette. Mega Banette EX Full Art. Oh, 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 oh boy. Oh, man. That would be a beautiful card. <laughs> uh, Bennett has a base stat total of 455 and boasts a fairly high attack stat at 4 trillion. 4 trillion. It is the winner. <laughs> <laughs> it is extremely high, though. It's, um... Base 165. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that's that's the Mega Bennett. I think standard Bennett is 130. Yep. Which is still amazing for just a ghost-type Pokemon. Not many have very high physical attacks. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Mega Bennett at the 165 does have the highest attack stat of all ghost types. And yes. is also the lightest of all Mega Evolved Pokemon. Weighing in at 28.7 pounds, which is fairly, like... like it, wow, that's that's a very accurate weight measurement. Yeah. Or 13 kilos, depending on where you're from. Bennett also has a very diverse move pool that it can work with, and its high attack stat helps really augment this. Um, notable attacks are Knock Off, Shadow Sneak, Sucker Punch, and Phantom Force. Uh, Phantom Force and Sucker Punch being two ridiculously awesome attacks for it. Uh, it also has many great status moves in the form of Destiny Bond, Will-O-Wisp, Taunt, Thunder Wave, Disable, and Swagger. Great moves. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Bennett are known to never sleep. They can see right through the opponents and find their held items, and can disable their opponents' attacks with nothing but will and are known to at times move before their opponents can even think. These abilities come out to be Insomnia, Frisk, Cursed Body, and Prankster. Yeah. My personal favorites on him are Frisk and Prankster, of course. Well, and that was something that I was going to talk about in the main topic here, too, is Bennett is maybe not the strongest overall of the Mega Pokemon, but it is quite possibly one of the most useful in terms of scouting out and finding out a lot of the uh, finding out the held items, scouting out and making sure you can find any weakness policies, any things of those natures that th- the opponent might have on them, and then you can Mega Evolve the very next turn and use the Prankster ability to get a priority Destiny Bond off which will instantly kill anything that kills Bennett. And that is a very, very, very helpful anti-mega Pokemon to have. So, Mm -hmm. And Frisk is very nice to see what could also mega evolve. Yep. When they have two to three teams, or two to three Pokemon on their team that could potentially mega evolve, it's nice to know which are which. Yeah. Yes. And finally, Bennett's various names in the languages of the Pokemon games are usually a direct reference to his appearance as a doll or a marionette. Yes, and a lot of these things, I did a little bit of research on it. 
uh, there is usually a lot of references to darkness and curses and things of that nature, because he is a ghost type. Uh, there's also a lot of reference to marionetting, you know, puppetry, that sort of thing. And some fans have had the theory that maybe its Japanese name is a reference also to the po- to Geppetto from the story Pinocchio. Which yeah, because isn't its name... Like, Ge- Geppetto or something? Yeah, yeah, it's very close to Geppetto. Yeah, and that only makes it even worse, because just thrown away Pinocchio doll coming back to life is... Not a good thing to think about. A thrown away evil Pinocchio doll. Yep. That's <laughs> awful. So yeah, Bennett and the third of the Mega Evolution Pokemon that we covered in our Mega Evolution series of episodes here. He is a fantastic Pokemon. Please do consider giving him a try, because he could be a whole lot of fun. And not a whole lot of fun to anybody who meets him. All right, and it is time to move on to this week's question of the week. The question being, if you were a Mega Pokemon, which one would you be, Sam? If I were a Mega Pokemon, hmm. I think I, in the interests of keeping in favor of my chosen typing, I would probably be the Mega Charizard X. All right. I, I, I can see that actually being a thing. <laughs> I can see Sam floating around with, like, blue flames coming out of his mouth and attacking things. Yeah! <laughs> That's absolutely possible. <laughs> so, Josh. Yes. I am going to ask you a question about this question first. Okay. Does it have to be an existing Mega? I think I would like for it to be an existing Mega, just okay. so that there's something that to relate to, just so that you're not like... So if I were to be this one, I would totally want to be a Mega Magikarp or something. Dunsparce Chew. Yeah. <laughs> Dunsparce <laughs> Chew Star Team Rocket. Yes. Oh, well that makes it even harder. Um... I think if I were a Mega, I would want to be a Mega Kangaskhan because I would want to bring my children into battle with me and have them throw off the opponent when I so come wait, into the big attack. Would you get Would you get a fifty percent attack and then an, another fifty percent attack because you're having twins? Exactly. Yes. Nice. Ah, oh, that's yeah. broken. So I would basically get two attacks, and it would be fun because you know nobody's gonna punch a kid. So I'd send <laughs> the kids in first, and they'd be like, "What the heck is going on?" And then I would attack. Uh. <laughs> All right. And I would probably use my pixelate tackle. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's the best strategy. You you heard it right here. The underground radio endorses the pixelate tackle strategy. Off of a Mega Kangaskhan. Yes. Which also knows all of the abilities. All of ever. the abilities. <laughs> it's multi-type. So don't even worry about it. Uh, well, I should stop talking now. So, hey, Darren, if you were a Mega, what would you want to be? Uh, if I were a Mega, 
I would like to be Mega Obama Snow. Okay. I, oh, I just said Obama Snow. Obama Snow. Obama Snow. Oh my gosh. <laughs> what day is it? It's Darren fumbles over his words day. Uh, <laughs> uh, just because I live in North Dakota and I don't hate the snow. I, okay. in fact, would rather have it be 70 degrees or less every day of all the time. And I do like I like snow a lot, so I like winter. I would cause winter all the time and cause hail on people's cars when I don't like them. <laughs> Just be like, good oh, <laughs> it's a good thing I'm having a bad day. It'd be a shame if all of a sudden a blizzard happened. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't feel like going to work today. Blizzard. It's July. Why is this happening? Well, you know, polar polar winds and, you know... Thanks, Obama Snow. S- yeah, static from the moon landing and, you know... <laughs> so, if you have a response to this question of the week, which is, which mega Pokemon would you be... Uh, You can return the reply to us in one of several ways, the first of which being to the Facebook group at facebook.com slash groups slash the underground podcast. You can submit the answer to us in the form of a tweet at Radio Rotome or to our email at the underground mailbag at gmail.com or the face or the D20 radio network forums at D20 radio.com slash forums. today's broadcast, you can find back episodes of The Underground on iTunes or at our website, theundergroundpodcast.wordpress.com. Please subscribe to the show via the iTunes store or directly through the RSS feed on our website. If you like what you hear, leave us a review on or rating on iTunes. And if you have any questions, comments, or suggestions, send them with the nearest deli bird to our mailbag. Or you can just email us at theundergroundmailbag at gmail.com. We'd also love to hear your bumpers. Just record an MP3 of yourself telling us that you dig the underground and send it in. We'll play it at the top of the next episode. Shoot. Please join our discussions over on the D20 Radio Network forums at d20radio.com forums. We're also on Twitter at Radio Rotome and on Facebook at facebook.com groups slash the underground podcast. Please join us again next week when we talk all about the latest tournament at nationals this year in 2014 and its recap so until next time poke fans remember that our secret base is always open to you if you can find it the underground podcast is protected under a creative commons non-commercial no derivatives 3.0 unported license is intended for entertainment and educational purposes only. Pokemon is a registered trademark of Nintendo, Game Freak, 4Kids Entertainment, and Wizards of the Coast. Music used in the show comes courtesy of the OC Remix album, The Missing Note Tracks. These songs and thousands more can be found at www.ocremix.org. All original audio, textual, graphical, and video content associated with the Underground Podcast are the sole copyright intellectual property of Nathiel Erickson and Samuel Ranke in affiliation with the D20 Radio Network. <laughs>